So I just want to ask the Lord today. Oh, one more thing I wanted to say. I'm sorry. As we were standing, or you were standing, and I was sitting in the presence of the Lord, just with open hearts and open minds, I felt the Lord receive. Sometimes we give, and it hits the ceiling. Sometimes it does. It feels like it does to us. It feels like it just bounces right back down. I felt like the Lord so enjoyed the sweetness of that time just basking in his spirit and his love that he likened it to the sweet smell of a newborn baby. Everybody that's ever held a newborn infant knows that smell, that pure sweet smell. And that's how the Lord accepted our praise and worship today. I thank him for that. And when we get to the end of this message, I'm going to ask Janet and Becky to come forward and we're going to pray. We're going to lay hands and oil and pray for your grandchildren. I think this is also a timely message today. Father, we just ask that you would bless and anoint this word and bless me as I give it out, Lord Jesus. And we give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So in Daniel chapter 3 today, and as just a little recap in chapter 2, we saw that Daniel had revealed the king's dream and his in, the interpretation of it as, as was given to him by the whole, Holy Spirit. I'm dry this morning. Let me get my water. Sorry about that. And he declared to the king that there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. Thank the Lord. Well, today we're going to look at Daniel 3, as I said, which starts out with the same illustrious King Nebuchadnezzar falling back into his idolatrous ways. It seems like every other day he flips back and forth between seeing miracles performed right before his eyes and saying there is no other God than the God of Israel and then turning right back to idols and this is what he did. So this time he built an image of gold and it was about five feet tall and 10 feet high, excuse me, five feet tall and 10 feet wide, tall and wide or high would be the same, so 10 feet wide, and he set it up in the province of Babylon. And he gathered together all the leadership, and he made another decree. Boy, was he good at that. Verse 2, then Nebuchadnezzar, the king gathered together the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. The herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, 
the sackbut, which is a trombone type of instrument, the psaltery, which is a violin or guitar type of instrument that is plucked, the dulcimer, which is a strummed instrument like a guitar, and all these kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. And whosoever does not fall down and worship shall in that same hour be cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, when all the people heard the sound of the music, all the people, the nations, the languages, fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And here is where the plotting began. The Chaldeans were jealous of the Hebrews, and he, they went to the king and they said, O king, didn't you make a decree that everybody has to obey? And he said, yes, that's what happened. That's what I did, everybody. Well, king, there are certain Jews whom you have set over the provinces that is ignoring your command, and they continue to worship only their God. And their plot worked. King Nebuchadnezzar went into another fit of rage, and he demanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. And the king gave the brothers one more chance to obey the decree and bow before the golden image without penalty. But they knew what Exodus 23 through 5 said, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, nor any likeness, or anything that is in, of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers, listen to this, upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. I think the Lord was serious about no graven images. So the brothers responded to the king in verse 17, if it be so that you throw us into the fire, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast made. And the king was furious. And dropping down to verse 19, it says that his visage, his face was changed towards them. And he was furious. And he ordered that the furnace be heated up seven times hotter than it was, so that when the king's best men bound them and threw them into the furnace, it killed the men because it was so hot. Then Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego fell down bound into the midst of the burning furnace. You know, the Bible says in... <laughs> Sorry. 
in verse 24 and 25. I really don't like these things. <laughs> then Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he jumped up to his feet in haste, and he said to his counselors, Did we not cast three men who were bound into the midst of the fire? And they said, Yes, king, that's what you did. And he said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth man is like the Son of God. And once again, the king canceled his decree and made a new one. <laughs> Verse 29, he blessed God and he said, any inhabitant who speaks against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be cut into pieces and their houses destroyed. Remember, he said that last week too. Because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. And so the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Babylon. So what are some of the truths that we can see in this scripture that we can take away with us today? First, we have to recognize the condition of the people, the people, the sheeple, the nations and the languages following this king. Can we make some parallels there today? When Don was talking, I thought, my goodness, such parallels. They were so blindly following the corrupt culture and their leader. They followed whatever wind of doctrine came for the day. But mostly it was lip service because they had no substance or root of truth within them to hold them steadfast or they wouldn't have turned away from God time after time. It is also evident that the same spirit which constantly led them away from God to these idols, it's that same spirit we named a few weeks back. We call it the spirit of Antichrist was fully rampant in that time. It permeated the earth then just as it does today and it had the people in a chokehold, just as it does today. Romans 12 and 2 in the New Living Translation says, Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I love the way that's written. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. If we do not remain steadfastly bound to God and his truth, his word, we can easily become transformed or conformed to this world. Like the proverbial frog thrown into the pot, the water's cool when they throw him in and it's slowly heated so that he doesn't even realize he's being cooked until it's too late. We have to ensure that we are constantly transformed 
from the culture of this world by the renewing of our mind. And yes, I do believe this applies to the church. As an aside comment, I really think, especially Pentecostals, allowed the culture of the day to stunt their growth in the maybe late 60s and 70s when the Jesus people and the hippies and the New Agers movement started and it spilled over into the churches. I think because they were so afraid of the influence that these people might have on the church, they retreated instead of discerning the spirits and teaching them how to be renewed in their mind and letting God transform them. But instead, they retreated almost in hiding. Could this be how the culture-driven now norms of relativism, abortion, alternative lifestyles, anti-God and anti-country came about? Think about it. While we were in the pot, being silent as we were slowly being cooked, that we didn't even realize it. Being renewed in our mind is a continuous thing. The Lord, please Lord, I'm asking, demonstrate your mind-renewing power in us. Nebuchadnezzar was double-minded. He could temporarily be persuaded when he saw a miracle performed right in front of him. But he was so indoctrinated in idol worship that he almost immediately would turn back to his sinful ways. And the Bible is very clear about the end result of the man that remains in sin. Psalm 9, 15 through 17. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they have made. In the net which they hid is their own foot taken. The Lord is known by judgment which he executes. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Think about it. The word there is, I think it's pronounced higion, and it means think about it. This is what we've been seeking the Lord for recently in this church, his truth, his justice, which naturally brings judgment, and that the enemy of God and this world are caught in the trap. We are praying that they are caught in the trap that they themselves have constructed, and we must continue to pray this. For as followers of Christ, the scripture tells us that we must be steadfast, unmovable in our faith, always abounding in the work of the Lord, so that no matter what king's decree comes forth, no matter the cry of the culture that tries to drown out right thinking, we remain rooted and true to God. When the king was astonished, as he looked into the fire and he said, I see a fourth man, and 
None of them are harmed, and he looks like the Son of God. Have you ever wondered how did Nebuchadnezzar know what the Son of God looked like? (laughs) I did. Well, there are two schools of thought on this. One is that the Holy Spirit revealed it to him. And the other is that because it is written differently in the New American Standard Bible, there it says, he looks like a son of the gods. Completely different meaning. That it was a non-specific reference that could be any son of any god, not Jesus. Obviously, we believe that the Holy Spirit revealed to him that it was Jesus Christ. And finally, by contrast, Psalm 25, 12 through 15 tells us about the end of the man that fears the Lord. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose, meaning that God himself will teach him his own ways to those who fear him. And his, sh- his soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the snare or the net. The fourth man is walking in the fire with us, through this fire. How do we know? Because Isaiah 43 and 2 tells us, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, and the flames will not set you ablaze. Wouldn't you know, love to know what Jesus said to them in the fire? I would love to have heard that conversation. I would have loved to have seen how it changed their lives forever, that they were different after the furnace experience, that what they knew in their heart when they went into the fire became their undeniable personal testimony. Fearing the Lord opens the way for a clear, one-way stream of blessing that we can't even begin to comprehend. When Becky and Janet, if you want to start making your way forward, if you don't mind, when they brought up their grandchildren, who are in a chokehold. They need the renewing of their mind for right thinking, as Becky said. Let's stand, let's come forward and gather around them. They're in rushing waters today. But Lord, your word declares that you will walk with us, that you will perform your covenant. And these are grandmas, Lord, who love their grandchildren. 
Lord, we ask that the Spirit of God go to him. God, I pray that you would just let your spirit fall upon him, Lord, that he knows the teachings of God. He was taught from a young age. He was brought to church by his grandma. And we stand, O oh God, we stand rooted and grounded in your word, Lord, on your promises that you will bust through, bust through this culture, this experience that he's having, and release his spirit in the Holy Spirit of God, that he come out of this fire experience different than he went in, in Jesus' name. Lord, we cast it down in Jesus' name. We cover it by the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, we put the blood over the mantle of her heart and over her mind, oh God. And I pray, release her. Release her in Jesus' name to be the child of God that you designed her to be. And we give you the praise. By your spirit, Lord. It is by your power and your spirit, O oh God. Lord, make us those grandmas and grandpas and moms and dads and friends and family of those, Lord, who have a different experience and that we can, we can show them, Lord, how to be grounded and rooted, oh God. But today we discern these spirits and we cast them down. We take control of them in the name of Jesus and we cast out those imaginations and we say they are loosed they are free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Shakoya makosianda yamokoro masatai. Totoro mokia tokoshiri yamokosai. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, the revealer of secrets, Lord, and the one who sets us free in the fire, who walks through it with us, Lord. Walk and talk with us today, Lord Jesus. We just give you praise and glory and honor in your holy name, in your holy name, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah,hallelujah,hallelujah,hallelujah,hallelujah,hallelujah,hallelujah,hallelujah,hallelujah,hallelujah,hallelujah,hallelujah,hallelujah,hallelujah,hallelujah,hallelujah,hallel
that you would take those fiery darts and that you would turn them around and make them nothing. Lord, just protect them today. Protect them this week, Lord. The whole team, in Jesus' name we ask it. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Praise your holy name. Are all minds clear? Anyone else want to say anything? Praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we're thankful that you're the fourth man in the fire with us. You do not leave us alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, you can be dismissed.